Welcome to Outreach Church. Thanks for checking out this week's message. To hear more, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit outreachchurch.net for downloads and service information. So good, man. Come on. Isn't God amazing? (laughs) Dude, did you see that crowd of people receiving Jesus? Come on. If that doesn't get you excited, you're just dead. I mean, you don't... If you're not excited about that, I'm like, you just don't know God. I, I have some pictures. I didn't know they were doing the video, but I wanted to show the pretty cool artsy pictures. But um, that one's not as artsy, but that's, that's half the crowd there. So there's a whole another section. And then we'll go to the next one. That's Roy preaching the gospel uh, the first night. That's, Patty, you need to get that and frame it. And then, uh, and then we got another one. Wayman, so all those hands there are people that are accepting Jesus. Amen. Come on. That's so good. So good, man. God's good. Yeah, come on. Oh. That's what you live for as a Christian. I think that's a great litmus test of how alive you are in Christ. What do you get excited about? Hitting the lottery or people getting born again? And witches giving up their witchcraft. Come on. Or witchcraft, whatever you want to call it. I don't really know the difference. I probably shouldn't say that word, but I think Roy said it once. I'm wearing Roy's uh, uniform today. He wears it because he looks cool. I wear it because it makes me look skinny. So I've been praying about this message. I'm very excited about it. Um, And I've had a question kind of rolling around in my heart these past few weeks. And I just felt like the Lord asked me, what are you looking at? What are you gazing upon? Because you become what you behold. You become what you behold in this amazing gospel. Hey, Craig, how you doing, man? Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. You become what you behold. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, what are you looking at? Are you looking at me? Are you looking at all this down here? Are you getting caught up in all these things of the world? Are you staring into my eyes of love? Are you looking at me? Are you seeing me for who I am? And are you becoming like me? Are you staring at all these minor things beneath us? And I'm not saying be ignorant. I'm not saying don't know what's going on. I'll be honest. I don't really know much of what's going on. I don't watch the news or anything. But the Bible does say watch and pray. There's there's a place for that. But there's actually a place where we live that's higher. It says that we're seated in heavenly places. What does that mean? It says right now we are seated with Christ in our covenant in heavenly places we live in another realm we live from another realm we live in another realm we minister from another realm not this realm but a higher realm and to our worldly mind it makes absolutely no sense none but nothing of Jesus does to our worldly minds Think about Nicodemus. He comes to him and he says, Nicodemus in John chapter 3, if any man wants to be my follower, he must 
be born again. And what does Nicodemus say? How can I go back into my mother's womb? And Jesus says, what's born of water and flesh is born of water and flesh. But I speak of what's born of the Spirit. Jesus brought a new way of living. And he brought actually a kingdom upon his shoulders. It says in Isaiah, I'll read it to you. 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There's a new government in the land. And it is not the government of this world. It is a government of the kingdom. Another question that's been rolling around in my heart a lot is this. I've been reading the Gospels. I've been reading Acts. I I always stay close to the Gospels and Acts. But I've been reading and I've said, God, how much did your disciples, were they concerned about the government of their day? Or were they more concerned about the new government that's come to earth? And I read about Jesus who is our example in all things. And he was a man focused on one thing, the kingdom, and revealing the Father and loving people to, to life in God. And I would say this, maybe you may agree, that the government of Jesus' day was a little bit worse than ours. Just a tad bit. Right? I mean, they're kind of killing people, oppressing people, beating people. The Roman centurions are everywhere watching you. If you're a Christian, you're killed. All the disciples of Jesus were killed. John, we don't know for sure, but he was captured, beaten. They're a little bit worse than what we live in, huh? Are y'all alive? Just a little bit. And Jesus addressed the government a few times. Yeah, pay to Caesar what's Caesar, pull a coin out of a fish's mouth. But he was a man possessed. And he was possessed because he lived in another kingdom. He had value sets that were from another world. It wasn't man-made. It wasn't the ways of the world. Everything about the kingdoms inside out and upside down. And if you try to understand the kingdom with earthly flesh minds, you'll never understand it. You have to gaze upon Jesus and look from another realm. And I'm asking you today, what realm are you looking at? Who are you gazing upon? What person are you gazing upon? What news channel are you gazing upon? Or are you gazing upon the eyes of Jesus? Are you becoming what you behold? John, Peter, Paul, they were men possessed by one purpose, to bring that realm here. Jesus said, they said, teach us how to pray. Jesus said, pray this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You have a mandate from God. The great news is, go read John 17. I love John 17. It's my favorite 
chapter in the whole Bible. Why? Because it says, I'm not just praying for these disciples today, but I'm praying for those to come. Who are the ones who are to come? Me. Jesus is praying for me. Jesus is praying for you. And he tells his disciples, go therefore into all the earth, teaching them everything that I have taught you. Who are them? Us. Us. And what did he teach? There's a new kingdom at hand. Jesus said at first, the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Come on. The kingdom of heaven is at hand in Honduras. The kingdom of heaven is at hand at Walmart. The kingdom of heaven is at hand in New Hampshire and Ringe. It's at hand. And it's just waiting for somebody to say, I'm going to be a citizen of heaven. It's waiting to be manifested on the earth. And for you to say, I have a new way of living. It's a way of love. And, um, (laughs) y'all are quiet. First service was rowdy. We become new citizens of a new kingdom when we're born again. We're citizens of heaven. Your mandate, yes, you're an American, but there's something greater. Your mandate is to be a citizen of heaven. (laughs) A citizen of of heaven first foremost not a citizen of Honduras or Mozambique or America but a citizen of heaven and we live by a new law a new mandate you see there's embassies all around the world right U.S. embassies. If I go to Mozambique, there's a U.S. embassy. If I get in trouble because I'm a U.S. citizen, I can run to that embassy and somehow they've set up a law that I'm back now on U.S. territory and I can't be, nothing can happen to me until the U.S. says that it can. Where do you think we get that idea from? We get it because we're now ambassadors of a new kingdom. So guess what? Your home It's an embassy. Your home is a place where people can run to, and guess what they'll find? There's a new kingdom here. Your table, when you eat meals, me and Taylor eat meals almost every day, and Sarah, it's a place where the kingdom breaks in. Because there's a new government in, in authority when you become born again. You guys are atmosphere changers. You shift the realm around you. When you walk into a Walmart, guess who walks into the Walmart? Jesus. Guess what walks into the Walmart? The kingdom of heaven. Guess who what's about to break through when you open your eyes in the morning? All of heaven's like, they're awake. Are they going to do something today? I am. I'm going to preach the gospel. and I'm not going to be a depressed Christian because I'm not looking at the world. I'm full of hope. You should be full of hope today. Why? Because Jesus is king. Jesus is the new government. Jesus is the way of life. Jesus is the kingdom. 
Paul, Silas, they're chained up, locked up. And what do they do? They sing worship to the Lord. Why? Because they're looking at a different realm. And everyone around them, it says the chains break. It says the chains break and the guard comes up and he's about to kill himself. And they don't run out. Why? Because they're about something different than just getting out of the jail. They're about loving somebody to life. And they say, don't kill yourself. And he says, I want what you have. And he gives his life to Jesus. Why? Because love changes everything. We're not persecuted here. Trust me. No one from the government's going to bust through that door and say, y'all can't have church today. If it comes, so be it. If it comes, whoa. if it comes, guess what happens? Revival breaks out. If it doesn't come, guess what happens? Revival breaks out. Everywhere in Acts, when you read about persecution, the greatest moves of God happened. Jesus is king. In 2 Corinthians, we are called ambassadors of heaven. In my Bible, it's the whole chapter. There's a whole chapter, the, the little subtitle, being an ambassador of Christ. Here's the thing about ambassadors and embassies. When you go to that embassy of the U.S., an ambassador will always say this. The opinion of the president is this. Or the decree of the king of my nation is this. They never speak their own opinion. They always say, my president's decree is this. Because I am an ambassador who's coming forth on behalf of this president. How many of our opinions are getting in the way? Our opinions on typing. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I've seen some stuff. And it breaks my heart. I'm just, I'm just being real with you. It's like you're, they, they, they quote scripture and standing on truth. And I'm all about standing up for truth. But I see the fruit of it underneath. Like, you know what you need to do? Go buy them a coffee and actually talk to them. Instead of just blasting your opinion all over Facebook and the fruit underneath of it is Christians fighting with Christians. That's not the kingdom. Jesus never said... Paul, Peter, I know you're going to do the same work. We're building the same kingdom. We're ministering the same kingdom. But I want you to fight your whole life. John, you jump in every now and again. Like Paul's this time, like Peter's this time. They were possessed by love. And if the fruit of what they were saying or doing wasn't love, they didn't do it just because they're right you can be right and be totally wrong but man if you go low if you get humble like Jesus 
and you go slow and you love people, you'll see them changed. There was in New Hampshire, I got the privilege of going up there super cold, went ice fishing, that was wild. There was a guy, and uh, he said he, he had a friend who was really battling some, some sin. He asked me, what do I do? How do I, how do I confront it? I said, take him to coffee and walk with him. Walk with him. Jesus didn't say, get you saved, Taylor. Say, all right, see you in heaven. He walks with us. He walks through our mess. He picks us up off the ground. He dusts us off and says, that's not who you are. My blood speaks a greater word. Keep going. Keep running. Walk with people. They'll see what you live about. Ambassadors always decree what the king is saying. First Peter says this, but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people. Are you peculiar? I know some of you may look peculiar, but are you peculiar in the way you live your life? The things that come out of your mouth. If you've ever said it, I can't love them. They've done too much. I can't forgive them. That's not the kingdom. Radical love, radical forgiveness, not the forgiveness of the world, but only something that could come by the Spirit. If you're forgiving as much as your flesh can forgive, you aren't living by the Spirit. There's a forgiveness in God. I don't care what anybody does to you. There's a forgiveness in the Holy Spirit that surpasses all understanding of this realm. Why? Because you're living in another one. And you found another way. And it's the way of the kingdom. The Bible says in James that we actually live by the law of liberty. Not the law of Moses, and not the law of sin and death, but the law of love. And it's kind of a catchphrase now. When I was in Mozambique, I heard it every single day. Mama Ida would come up and she'd say, love looks like something. When you hear something a lot, you know, it just kind of goes its way. But man, if you think about that phrase, love looks like something. Have you ever asked what does love look like? What does love look like? Not my idea of love, not this person's idea. Jesus, He is perfect love, perfect representation of the invisible God is Jesus. And it's where I want to land today. <clears throat> Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 36. But I say to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. 
Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Period. Red letters. Jesus Christ. Everybody in here who's born again, you say you're following that. You're following that man. And this is what your king tells you to do. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Period. That means love the other side of the political party. Love them and do good to them. Don't just have enough so you can not talk about them. Do good to them. I heard it said a lot, and I believe it was, the, I believe it was a word from God. When the presidential elections were going on and all of that, not to get too political, but to get political, oh, just a smidge. They would say, you know, God used Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. And they would say it about Trump. God can use a man who doesn't have it all together. Amen. But if I apply that to Trump, and I don't apply that to Biden, I have no revelation of what that means. Why? Same beating heart created by the same God. Jesus saw him. And he, Jesus said, Biden is the joy set before me. Trump is the joy set before me. And I'm going to take the cross. I can turn Trump's heart just as easy as I can turn Biden's heart, just as easy as I can turn Osama bin Laden's heart, just as easy as I can turn Dylan's heart. It's all the same to God. And he comes and he says, you do the same. It's not an option. If you don't want to live the ways of the kingdom, then you can bow out. But Jesus said, this is the way of the kingdom. Next verse. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. What do you think you're praying for? So they'll stop. So they'll see Jesus. They'll get born again. Their souls will be saved. That's what you're praying for. Those who mistreat you. Next verse. Whoever hits you on the cheek, <laughs> offer him the other also. And whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Period. Now I'm sure there's scholars out there who take that verse. This means this and this means that. I'm just saying me, I believe it means if somebody hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. Period. Why? There's a new kingdom at hand. And it doesn't look like this world. The world's kingdom says this. Bro, if somebody hits you in the cheek, you got to fight back. Get your guns ready for the riots. Get your bullets. Stock up. 
Guess who did, guess who did that? Our king. He was beat to death. Why? Because he was possessed by a kingdom. He was possessed by love. I have friends in, in Mozambique. Friends, not something I read in a book. They were doing ministry. They'd just been married. These guys break into their house. Hog tie the guy, tie him up, beat him, throw him in the corner. Break the girl's jaw. And you can imagine what they tried to do next. And guess what she did? She preached the gospel. Because she said, it may be the only time they ever hear the gospel. She preached the gospel to the worst thing that could ever happen to a woman. And they backed off. And they left. What is the kingdom? Come on. That's the kingdom. I don't know about you, but I hope I would respond that way. Her thought was so different than the world. And this isn't someone I read about. This is someone I know. It may be their only chance to hear the gospel of Jesus. It's right now when they're doing this to me. Because their life being saved is more important than what's happening to me. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. Whoever takes away your coat, don't withhold your shirt. Next verse. Give to everyone who asks of you. And whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Give to everyone. Guess what? Everyone means everyone. Not who you find fit. If you ever feel an unction from the Lord to give to somebody, a homeless person on the street, you give. Why? It's not your job to figure out what they're going to do with that money. Jesus says, give to everyone. Because love looks like something. Treat others the same way you want, to be, they, you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. You see the parallel. The, the people of the world do that. But we do something greater. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that for you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Freely you've received. Now freely you give. Point blank. That word that Patty gave, wholly given unto God. Surrendered to the ways of the kingdom. And you're declaring with your life, I've found another way. 
I found a way that's greater than the ways of this world. And I give because I've received. He who's been given much, he who's been given much, much will be required. You've been given a lot. Remember where you came from? (laughs) I do. It wasn't good. And I've been given life, baby. I'm alive in God. I wake up every morning and I'm like, Jesus, I'm alive. I had, I had COVID. I'm over it now. Don't worry. I did my quarantine. The third day, I'm not joking, Jesus whispered in my heart, it's our honeymoon. I spent 10 days locked up with Jesus. I said, I'm in love with a man. Because he met me in that bedroom. He met me. And I came out and I'm like, oh Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Why? I got 10 days. Uh, nothing was asked of me. Except I could read my Bible till my eyes went cross-eyed. I could pray in tongues. Nobody could hear me. Come on, I'm alive in God. Love your enemies and do good. And lend expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Who wants to be a son and daughter of God? If you don't, then I don't know what you're doing. If you say you're a Christian and you don't want to be a son of God, that's weird. That's the goal. It's the whole point and the whole thing. Jesus was the first of many sons. And it says, if you do all these things, you will be sons of the Most High. For He Himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. God, the same God of the Old Testament, is kind to the wicked. Are you? On Facebook? On Twitter? At your workplace, when a new bill's signed, are you kind? Because Jesus said, if you do those things and you're kind, that's what makes you a son of God. Come on. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. That's the way of the kingdom. Point blank, period, red letters. You don't like it, take it up with Jesus. I I don't know what to tell you. Your king said that. And when you got born again, you said, I'm surrendering everything to Jesus. Not some. He said, either you're for me or against me. Either you gather or you scatter. Period. No on the fence, in and out. Either you are for me or you are against me. And if you're for me, this is how you live your life. Radical love. Not of this world. Full of the Holy Ghost. Signs and wonders should follow you. Those miracles that we saw in Honduras, those crutches, man, they got to happen here. The same God in Honduras is the same God here. 
Why aren't they following you? Jesus says this, red letters again. These signs shall follow them that believe, period. What's following you? Chaos and arguments? Or signs and wonders, healings and miracles, love and abundant grace? Because what are you gazing at? If you're looking at Jesus, that's what will be reproduced in your life. I know I'm a little bit fiery today, but God's good. (laughs) I'm happy. I promise I'm happy. I promise I'm happy. You should be too, man. No matter what's going on in your life, you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. No matter how you look on the outside, on the inside, you're wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. Come on. There ain't nothing in me but Jesus. There's nothing in you but Jesus. Let him out. Let him out. Get alone with God and say, God, what's the ways of love? What is the ways of this kingdom? I've been brought out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I want to live it, God. I want to see blind eyes open. I want to see people born again. I want to see the dead raised. The first person I saw their blind eyes open was in the U.S. It wasn't overseas. And I've prayed for it all, all over the place. He's the same God here. But it's time for the church to rise up and be the amazing, beautiful bride that you are. Put on that wedding dress and run around Greenville. And love people to life. So I'm going to pray for us. And I didn't want to pray for something specific before I pray. Uh, I had, I felt like I had this word uh, in the shower this morning uh, about night terrors. If you have nightmares in this room on a consistent basis, would you mind raising your hand and ringe over uh, in the overflow? Yeah. Anybody else? Just yeah. Awesome. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I just, if God showed me, then there's a reason. God reveals to heal. He reveals things to heal things. So if you could, just raise your hand one more time. Anybody who's just, your night tears. All right, if you're around them, if they're okay with it, just lay your hands on them. We're going to pray for them. Jesus loves to speak in dreams, and the enemy loves to attack us as well in our dreams. So, Father, I bless these two guys. And anybody in overflow or range, God, I bless their dreams in Jesus' name. I thank you for not just sweet dreams, but God dreams. Thank you for destiny and purpose on your life. Uh, You raised your hand. you're, You're getting prayer in the back there with the black shirt. Man, I just saw you like I saw this picture when I looked at you. And it was like your wheels, you ever, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but wheels just spinning in the mud. And I felt like, man, for the last couple years of your life, you just felt stuck. Like the the dirt's just flying all over the place, and you're just like, what the heck is going on? And man, I just felt like, dude, there's there's a season coming on your life where the Lord's going to give you vision. 
It says, for lack of vision, men perish. And the Lord's purpose over your life is to never let you perish. Because he said in John chapter 10, or, or, yeah, John chapter 10, he said, I've come that they might have life and life abundantly. And I saw like, it was funny, Jesus came and he put uh, like snow treads, like those wires all around your tires. So you can have traction. And I feel like you've been praying for friends and like, like, I just break the lie that you're alone off your life. And I just bless you with community like you've never had before. And I bless you to know that Jesus is always with you, even when nobody else is. I just, I just feel like there's, there's something about to happen in your life, man. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Don't quit and don't give up because there's hope for you. There is hope for you, bro. Yeah? Come on. So, Father, we just bless everyone in this room today with the liberty of love. (laughs) Come on. The ways of the kingdom, wholly given and abandoned to God. Never looking to the left or the right, not on the fence, but we'll lay our life down because love is the way of our King. If you need prayer for anything, we got prayer servants coming up here uh, in Ringe and also in Overflow. Uh, we just bless you. We hope to see you back next week. Uh, love you so much.